from Traverse City, Michigan, this is Real Fairies Radio. In our experience, fairies are real, and we're here to talk about them. I'm Natalie Lynn, and this is my sister. And I'm Susan Hajar. And yes, they certainly are real. So, we said it. Fairies are real. To some of you, this is old news, especially those who are familiar with our website, realfairies.net. To others, this may be a bit out there, but we're hoping you'll keep an open mind as we take you on this journey. Welcome to our fourth podcast. In this episode of Real Fairies Radio, we'll start out with the second part of Mr. East's series on communicating with elves, entitled The Rules of Communicating. Next, Mr. East is going to talk a little bit about elven steeds, a very special type of horse that lives and works with the elves on their side of the veil. In fact, these horses are so special that they're able to speak directly with the elves and are able to choose who they work with. Now, when we heard this, we knew we had to see if we could interview an elven steed. So, after Mr. E's introduction, you're going to hear a clip from an interview with Mr. E's elven steed, Trendale. Finally, at the end of the podcast, we'll have our Ask Mr. E segment where Mr. E will answer a few of your questions. If you have just happened upon this podcast and don't know who Mr. E is, or who we are for that matter, I urge you to listen to our first podcast entitled How It All Began. There, we explain our connection to Mr. E and the fairy realm and why he is here talking with us. That podcast and much more information can be found on our website, realfairies.net. All right, let's get started. Here's Mr. E on the rules of communicating. Communicating with fairies or elves or anybody on our side, there is a protocol you have to follow in order to have a relationship with our kind. We are very, very picky about who and what we trust. In our first podcast, I remember that you talked about how difficult it would be and probably dangerous for humans to go into your world without knowing what was considered appropriate behavior. I'm guessing that's the type of thing you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. They have a different uh, way of living. It's different for each being, isn't it? It's different for each being in some ways. And in some ways, there's like a general one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if you wanted to pick, whether it be a pixie or a leprechaun or one of our kind, you know, there is a main law, basically, that if you want to communicate and you want a relationship with us, you have to follow this. Okay. So the first one is? Honesty. That is the major big one. Your word has to be good with us. This is highly important on all levels of faith. If we catch a lion to us at all, or not putting up with what you said that you would do, we don't do any leniency. If you're dishonest to the fee at all, you're in trouble. (laughs) Because as soon as we know that you aren't on the level, then we want nothing more to do with you. Can you guys tell if someone is not being truthful with you? Yes, they can. They can. And not only that, but your actions. If you say you're going to recycle and you don't recycle... You're not keeping your word. You're not keeping your word. You have to be trustworthy. So if you want to be attracting our kind to you, right? Right. You have to be a trustworthy kind of human. And that's why not just anybody can contact with our kind, you know. There's a lot of kinds of people out there. And some people, you know, don't even trust themselves, for God's sakes. You know, uh, and if you can't be in trust, then there's pointless for us to even try to communicate. And that is the mean, 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 mean thing I had to drill into you guys, first and foremost. Even though it might seem not as important to some people? It's right. It might not seem that important. Oops, I'm sorry, I forgot to put that penny there like I said I was going to yesterday. That is, that is like extremely important. If you promise to put that penny on the, on the, on the windowsill, then you better be putting that penny on the windowsill. Right. 
even though it doesn't seem that important to you. It's the fact that they said they were going to do something. Right. You have to be careful about what you say you're going to do. There's no need to promise something unless you want to do it. Promising them stuff isn't a way to get them to like you necessarily. No, but you can't go against your own word. I'm afraid that the people listening might think that they need to try and promise something so that you will communicate with them. But that is no, the that's problem. not the case exactly. You got yeah, that's a little wrong there. You know, yeah. uh, yes, of course, it'd be love to have little things here and there, but. But what we want to know is whether or not it's worth it for us to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I mean, because it takes effort on our part and your part to have this communication come forth. Correct. So, you know, what I'm saying is that if you don't keep your word, we're not going to be interested in you in the first place. It's a waste of energy for us and for you. Because you don't want to build anything on that kind of ground. Correct? Exactly. Okay. It's very important. Now, that is the main one. The second one is respect. I don't want to see any of the humans thinking that the fae, little or big, are any lesser than they are. We want to be looked at as equals. If you don't respect us and treat us kindly and with honor of some sort, then, you know, it's pointless again. What is respect? Respect is that when you're in the presence of a fae, that you know that you're not to be rude. No rudeness is allowed. It's hard to explain sometimes what we consider rude. Sometimes it's little things, like um, if you're eating a cookie, mm-hmm. that you don't share that cookie with somebody else that's in the same room with you, even though that you're on the other side. So if I had something to eat, I would ask them if they'd want some, and I'd share it with them. Yes. Okay. You have to think about us as really being there because we are. We're yeah. just not there in the same form you are. We can still talk to each other through the veil. The third thing I'd like to talk to you about is attraction. Okay. What type of person would we be interested in? This needs to go into a little bit more detail. First of all, the kind of human we'd be interested in is one who understands that all that he sees is not all that there is. If a person understands that, believes Mm -hmm. in ghosties and spirits and other things like that, chances are we'll keep our eye out for that one a little bit closer than the other people. Because that's one we could come up and talk to and actually be heard. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing, as I was saying before, um... How does the person live? Is this person living in in a negative area? Uh, Do they live with uh, negative things around them? Is there yelling and screaming in the house? Things that, you know, might be normal everyday life for some people in their worlds, Mm -hmm. even though they are sensitives. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to realize in order to have us around, it's got to be a peaceful, pleasant place or we won't be there. Even if it's something out of their control? like Even if it's out of your control, you have to find a place to put that away in order to conduct us. Like go into the woods or go whatever? Go into the woods. Go to a place where there is quiet, where there is peace. Okay, I see. So even if you have turmoil in your life and it's not under your control at that time, you could still find another way. Right. You okay. can find a peaceful place, but we're not going to be living in a house that's full of all kinds of negativity. Well, you wouldn't be living there, would you? Well, you never know. You know, it all depends on the human and how close we want to be with them. If we want to move on in and park ourselves there and chat with them every day, or if we're going to just stop by every once in a while, or, you know, how how closer are we going to work with the human? We want to work with humans, definitely. It's just dependent on the human. 
This is kind of new. I don't think I've ever heard you say that you were actively looking for humans to talk with before. No, we weren't for a long time until just recently because of what's going on here. With real fairies, now with all that stirring up and the information getting on our side about what's going on, mm-hmm. they're all going like, oh, really? They they want to talk to us. You know, I mean, they're like flabbergasted, so to yeah. speak. I would say the general population is flabbergasted at the fact that you care enough. And that has piqued their interest. So now they're going around looking at the humans with a different eye a little bit, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, they're saying that some of them are good out there. And so now we know this. Right. Before, when it was looking like there is no hope, hope has now resurfaced itself, you see. That's great news. Yes, it is. That is great news. Mm-hmm. And it is because of real fairy. Wow, that's amazing. And the people out there that you're listening, uh-huh. it's your fault. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think it's a fault, though. It's their accomplishment? Yes. Uh-huh. That's really great. Okay, so be honest. Be respectful and share values. Yes. And those things have to be in place before you go any further. Before you go any further at all. Before you go even even to looking for one of us. You have to have those things within yourself. As I mentioned earlier, we have an excerpt from an interview with Trendale, an elven steed. We're going to share that with you in just a moment, but before that, Mr. E is going to talk a little bit about elven steeds, especially their connection to the elves. Elven steeds are horses that are usually used by royalty only. They're not your average horse at all. In fact, they are a very special breed. They have the ability to communicate in a way no other horse can. And how is it that they communicate? You hear them uh, directly in your head. I mean, it's not like a regular horse, you know, is thinking, hmm, grass. This one's thinking something else. And are they projecting thoughts to you? Yes, and they're connected to you. And they choose you, and you choose them. You know, you make a decision to have this relationship. It's a mutual agreement. It's not like horse and man, where man conquers the horse by telling the horse this is where he wants to move the horse move and everything. He's his own man, you know. He's not like your possession. This is a friendship you have with this horse and the horse will communicate with you and you will communicate with the horse and you will know what each other wants and you have to compromise isn't that inconvenient sometimes sometimes yes that's the downside of elven steed is the compromise because if he doesn't feel like going there right now he's tired or whatever well you have to convince him and and you're you have to get there you have to convince him how important it is to help you usually that's not a problem like my steed for instance i brought him over Because, you know, it's hard for me to be apart from him because he's been around since I was young. And he's the only one I trust to really truly carry me from point A to point B without any mess-ups. Okay, so part of his agreement with you is to get you safely and smoothly to where you're going. Exactly. Okay, there's one last question I'd like to ask. Are elven steeds the horses that you would prefer to take into battle? Yes. If you have an elven steed, you choose him first over anything else, because that's your friend. But you take him into battle. You'd have to take him into battle. He chooses whether or not he wants to go in with you. Uh-huh. If he wants to fight that fight with you, and chances are he will. Because that's the kind of bond that you have. Exactly. He's going to go through the fire with you. And he's going to tell you, okay, this is a better route over this way. Uh-huh. Which is always a better way to have an elephant steed around than, than your regular horse who has no clue. Oh, okay, you ought to go this way, fine, I'll go that way. Okay. All right, we're going this way now. I don't know why, but we're going this way, guys. You know, that's more like the regular horse, okay? Yeah. 
but regular horses are quite wonderful also. They're wonderful, wonderful beings, but there's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Since Susan was able to channel a dryad, we were hopeful that channeling an elven steed would also be a possibility. As you'll hear in the next clip, it was a bit rough going in the beginning for Trendale, the elven steed, but he was able to get through the difficulties of being a horse in a human body as time went on. All right, I think I'm here. Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. This is an unusual situation, isn't it? Very unusual. My mouth is weird. Mom, mom. Everything's going to be weird for a little bit. Because mm. this is a human body. What do you think of that? I've been connected to people before, but never like this. Oh, yes, because you communicate with the elves through telepathy. Yes, but I never controlled the body before. You just connected to the mind. Just the mind. It's different, huh? Yeah, because you don't normally have to talk with your no, mind. No, we don't talk like this in real life. It's weird. I think it is weird, but it was worth trying because we really wanted to talk to you. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Can you tell me your name? My name. Yes. The name your soul goes by. It's difficult. It is. That's the thing. I can say I don't even know my own name. <laughs> but you do know your name. It's just the, the veil between the worlds. Oh, it's difficult. It does cause that problem. It makes you forget. I start with a T. You got it. That's my name, Trendale. Trendale. Okay, thank you. That's great. That's difficult. But you did it. Believe me, a lot of beings that are here can't do that. So, wow. What is your life like? My life is breezy in the moment. Breezy. Uh-huh. Other times, difficult. And you are bonded to one person. To the one you call E. Yes. And you've been with him for a couple of lifetimes? At least two, yes. And now you're living in Lakeside for the time mm -hmm. being. Teleported to Lakeside. You teleported there to be here to help him. Yes. Of course. You would do that. I, he can't go without me. I'd worry about him. And he would worry about you. But yes. When you first met him, you were young. Yes, I was young and so was he. What made you choose each other? Like minds. You just looked at him and... Mm, we liked each other right away. He's you... gentle. Gentle, sweet energy. Yes. You're and that it suited me. I've learned English through E, so that's why I sound like him. I wanted to explain that. I hear his accent from time to time when you are speaking. I have a little bit of one. Yes, I do hear a little bit one. Yes, exactly. Okay. I'm not choosing to use my eyes because it's distracting. I know. The dragon felt the same way, so mm. I'm not surprised. That's good. If whatever works... Now, elven steeds make their own decision whether they're going to stay with people or they not. They choose their people. And they can unchoose them as well. As well yes. So if, if you end up making a wrong decision, which has happened before. It has it? Many a time. You pick the wrong elf. You can because you just don't know. You just fall out of grace. Something happens, you mean? Something you disagree on. Can't go back to it. You're mad. It's just not acceptable and you have to go your separate ways. Yes. So you have known other steeds that have left their elf? Yes. And then they found somebody else? Yes. So they just walk out the door and leave? Yes. That's fascinating. That certainly wouldn't happen in our world, but then again, we don't have your kind in our world. 
Do you have times when you're relaxing and just having a fun day? I mean, oh, yes. Yes, I have fun, too. What do you like to do? <laughs> I do horsey things. Like? Roll on my back. It's really fun sometimes if you stick your feet out. Up in the air? Yes. <laughs> and you get to look at your hooves underneath the sky. <laughs> that would be fun. Do you enjoy the company of other horses? Oh, yes, yes. Sometimes we chase each other around. What is it that you're focused on in life? My focus. I focus on what he wants me to. I am focused on his task because I'm his horse. And that's my job. Oh, I say it's a very serious job. Uh-huh. It is. Make sure he's safe at all times. He makes sure I'm safe. We got each other's back. And he's on my back. Yeah. <laughs> horse joke. Horse joke. This is a bit of a more serious question. What worries or troubles you the most? My biggest fear is going to war. Oh, that would be a big fear. I worry. I worry about him. I worry about myself. It's However, you know, we all we do have armor. They protect us well. What was your happiest, most satisfied moment when you were working with him, when you two were together, that you can think of? We used to play. When you were young? Mm. In what way did you play? We like to play game hide and seek. <laughs> That's funny. And who usually won? I did. It's time for a final segment, Ask Mr. E. If you have a question you want answered on a future podcast, go to our website at www.realfairies.net. Today, we're going to start with your written questions, followed by a recorded question. Our first question comes from Ben. Does Mr. E's realm, lakeside, and other areas of the realm ever have bad weather like thunderstorms, wind and rain, and hail? Do they ever get tornadoes, hurricanes, volcano eruptions, earthquakes, floods, and tsunamis? Does our weather affect his at the same time? And what do they do in those kind of situations? Well, you've got the time thing again. And, yeah. Uh, no, it's a different time. Okay. But yes, in my realm, yes, it could be raining. And over here, it could be sunshine. Um, yeah. My realm, it could be a thunderstorm or a snowstorm. Depends on which part of the world I'm in and what type of season it happens to be. Do you have volcanoes? Yeah, volcanoes. We have disaster weather and the seven degrees sunshine. You know what I'm saying? It's but the same do. thing. It's the same planet. Would his kind be out there helping victims of both sides of the veil? Uh, well, you can't really help on this side that much. I can't help anybody on this side except for by telling them what they should do. Yeah. That's the only way I can help. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can, you know. Yes. No, I, we can't inter-help each other with our with no. our weather problems. I know the answer would be that the elves of Finn would help anybody in need if they could help. You know, if you don't help, you won't be helped. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to help. So that you can be helped later down the road. You know, and that's, that's the yeah. positive thing. It's positive, positive. Yes. The next question asks, are there any elves in Greece? And if so, would you ask them to communicate with me? Yeah, there's elves in Greece and Italy. They've got elves in uh, all of that section over there. You can't really just, like, um, send them a message and tell them to communicate with a person in particular. It's not really your decision to make. No, that's like asking the president to tell the the guy six blocks away 
uh-huh. that you need to see him. Right. And so, so the president shouldn't be doing that. All right. But you would love to. I would love to help, but I have got so much to do right now. I cannot be doing that. Yeah. But I can advise you that, like I said before, if you want to communicate with the elves, if you want to feel them around you, live in the way that they would appreciate, where they can know that they can communicate to somebody like you, that you think along their lines. Well, you know, it's like, if you want to be friends with something, Someone. you have to have a connection, a common belief. Yeah, like a common goals. And moreover, you know? I think we talked about earlier, I don't know if it's going to be on this or not. Moreover, that kind of vibration that you carry when you do that will be something that they can see. Right. And then they will probably come right over to you and say, hey, how you doing? Our last written question comes from Fatima. I think I might have been visited by the Fae in my dreams. I went to sleep and I hoped the Fae would visit me, but nothing happened. I woke up in the morning and I was disappointed, but unusually I fell back asleep and had a lucid dream. I called out to the fairies, and five creatures appeared. They looked like nature. They told me to let go of all my worries and fears. I was just wondering if this was really was the fairy or my imagination. Uh, if it is a lucid dream, I would uh, probably say that it is some sort of nature element. So you don't think it was a uh, fae? You think it was... Well, you know, we are connected ele- to nature. Yeah. It could be elementals. It could be a fae. It could be, it okay. Just, you know... She needs to find out more about it and reconnect with it. And ask them. Yes, get to know them. If you have that situation where you're in a lucid dream again, of course you could ask them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are being nice, I think it's a good thing. Yes, sounds like it. And she might have only had a few seconds you know, where they're telling her something and then gone. You yeah, know. well, I would say it wasn't your imagination. Okay, we only have time for one recorded question, and that question is from Ban Dragon. So the other week, a dragon made itself known to me. I was wondering if there's any tips that you could give me to help make it feel more welcome to my home, so that I could actually be its friend. And maybe some tips on how to help it reach me in my dreams, so that I could actually communicate with the dragon. Any tips and feedback that you guys could give me would be really helpful. I get what you're saying is what you want to say is that you're letting the dragon into your life and you want to be friends with it. Basically, not in your home, but maybe your home grounds because, you know, inside your home, there are very large creatures, you know. Well, there's a lot of things you need to think about when you're dealing with dragons. First of all, if you've encountered one, I think you always win points with them if you respect them. The respect wins a lot of points and you'll gain their trust and they'll get to know you better that way anyway. Are there any other things that he could do to befriend a dragon, or is it more like it's the dragon's choice, so there isn't really much you can do about it? You don't have a choice whether or not... You can't influence them to be friends with you, is that correct? That's right. If they're around you, it's for a reason. They've already decided that you are... Yeah, that you're um, noteworthy. I'm curious about why they would invest time in a human to begin with. Sometimes. You know, like I told you before about how dragons get bored. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we're not the only ones who can jump down here. So what are you saying? He might be a dragon spirit in a human body? That's right. That person might be a dragon, and that might be a relative of his. However, you know, when you get down to the human body, it really dumps you down. You know, even though that you might be a dragon, you're not going to feel like one when you're in a human's body. Would you have other tendencies that might indicate that? That you're a dragon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's like lots what? of things. Well, 
dragons are very intuitive type of creatures, and uh, they are very aware. Are you talking so, about reading energy and stuff? Yes. So you're saying that their boredom might prompt them to try out a new experience like this. They could be something like that, you know, where they get bored, and then in order to learn or want to experience more right. or uh-huh. something, uh-huh. you know, they've learned that we can do this, so they figured, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even better. Yeah, maybe I'll do this even better, you dragon. know, whatever, you know. Right. So, so yes, I would say that it's quite possible that, that person actually is a dragon, and that's why he's got dragon friends that come around because they like to socialize with each other, you know. And not only that, there's probably somebody out there who's got his back and trying to make sure he does this okay, you know, that he comes through this human experience all right. The person, so he was checking on him and seeing if he's okay. Right. He was able to tell it was a dragon. Right. For some reason. Because he was, because the person is aware because he is a dragon. See what I'm seeing? It's that kind of... Right, right, I get you. Yeah, it's quite possible. When we recently interviewed Thorn, a dragon of Baradorn, for our upcoming book, I took that opportunity to get his opinion on this question. Here's what he had to say. Mr. E, as we call him, got a question about dragons. And the person who was asking the question had seen dragons around him. And he theorized that the person was probably a dragon in a human body and that he was getting help from his family or dragon people. Is that a possibility? Either he's a dragon or a cherished elf. Dragons get bored, I tell you, all the time. It's one of our downfalls. It's a problem you have. It's, you know, we all have to have our imperfections. Of course. Mm-hmm. Our imperfection is boredom. Because you've been there, done that. Oh, yes. We get very bored. So we're thinking maybe we'll go to the other realm Disguised. as a human. Experience that. Let's try that out. And there can't be too many doing that because there aren't that many dragons. No, there aren't. There's mm-hmm. probably maybe... 150. In the whole realm. So this would be a rare occasion for this to happen. It could. You never know. I don't really know which dragon this is, if it is a dragon. You know, I don't know the soul he's referring to. He didn't know either. It was just a question somebody had asked. Something about the question made him think, hmm, perhaps it's actually a dragon in a human body. That's possible. And that there's those around as a support team. We could do that very easily. That is not a hard thing to do. So will you live a whole human life? Yes, that's a blink of an eye. Your loved ones would have to just wait for you to come back. Which wouldn't be very long. So that's possible. All right, and then the other question I had was, do dragons ever connect with humans? Would not be a common occurrence. So people have dragons around them. What is the answer for why? They they got dragons around them. They aren't exactly human. They're something different. And that's why Mr. E thought what he thought. Yes, exactly. So, in answer to your question, if Mr. E and Thorne are right, the dragon or dragons around you are there to support you during your human experience. If you wish to connect with them, the easiest way is to ask them to come into your dreams. Another really good way, and the method I use the most, is to go into a meditative state and ask or call out to them to join you. If you do that, I feel certain they will respond. Maybe not the first time, because it can take a few tries to establish a good connection, but it will happen. Good luck with this, Ban. I certainly think you have an interesting life ahead of you. That concludes our fourth podcast. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for all your wonderful questions. If we didn't answer your question today, stay tuned, and we'll most likely answer it soon in a future podcast. 
More from Mr. E, Thorn of Baradorn, and Trendale the Elven Steed can be found in our upcoming book, Interviews from the Fairy Realm, due out soon. You can sign up to be notified when our book is released at www.realfairies.net slash ourbook. Thanks again, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next time.